Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call. Get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball is not boring, and today we we have proof of that once again, thanks to Rich Hill, Player Only, uh, the Player Only podcast. Because I I don't know if people don't know know this, I did not play Major League Baseball. My pop time is insanely good right now. I'm not going to lie to you. It's it's really, really good. I told David Ross that just the other day. But we have Kevin Pluecki, Rich Hill. We're going to get to the brass tacks of baseball. We're going to find out the root of baseball. Uh, from a pr- the perspective of two guys who actually know a lot more about it than than I do, so um, the first thing we want to kick off with is is the heart and soul of baseball, which is youth, youth baseball, of growing up and falling in love with baseball. I'm going to give you my take, and I'll let you guys take over from there. And Rich, as as players only, as the players only podcast, I'll let you drive the ship. But one thing that I want to get out there and see if you guys agree is that the pressure of parents for their kids to keep up is is more than ever before. And I think in my perspective of it is because of your word about your neighbor's YouTube channel, your word about your neighbor's Instagram account. Did you see what little five-year-old Johnny did hitting the wiffle ball over the, over the yard? You know, that sort of thing. Um, so I'll just start there. If, if you guys agree with that, if, you, Kevin, you have a, a smaller children, and they're going to have to deal with this. Uh, Rich, your son Bryce is a little bit older, but it's mm-hmm. certainly, certainly, when you guys came up, it seems like a different dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having us on. Um, yeah, I think it's you know it's 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 such a tough situation right now because of that aspect of pay for play, and everybody is um, you know looking for that edge or for that 
um, kind of ability to uh, improve their son's uh, playing skills. Um, but I, I just don't know if it, you know, the, the, the pay for play um, and, and I'm, I'm doing it right now with our son. I mean, you know, he's doing AAU uh, baseball and, and he's enjoying it. Um, I think we're fortunate to be, you know, in a, in a, in a good facility with, with great coaching. But uh, one thing that I do know is that, um, you know, the coaching only goes so far. So you start running out of, you know, good coaches um, inside a facility when you get to a certain level because of, um, you know, just sheer numbers. There just aren't that many good coaches out there um, to be able to um, give the advice that the kids at 10, 11, and 12 need. Um, and, and being able to view that and understanding what parents are paying to, uh, you know, for the beneficial aspect of their son uh, or daughter in softball to, to get ahead or, or gain skills is, is, you know, uh, substantial at this point. I mean, you're, you're talking about four or $5,000 for a season to go out and play, you know, X amount of games. And, and that's another issue too, is the amount of games that kids are playing. Um, I think last year our son played, you know, twice as many games, uh, you know, double the amount of volume in one year that, that I did at, at, in two years at 10 and 11. So you can just see the compounding effects that will have on, you know, a young kid's body uh, down the road at 14, 15 and 16 years old. So now we're seeing like, okay, well, why is there a UCL injury? How come his shoulder is bothering him? What happened to, you know, uh, her ACL or why is her hip bothering her? And it's like, well, you played, you know, 160 games in a two-year span at 10 and 11, which is, in my opinion, is insane. Um, but and I'm saying that, and, and we played 60 games last year, just around that between town baseball and with uh, AAU, AAU baseball. Um, but there's just so much that goes into it that I, that I can't wrap my head around as far as the cost um, versus, you know, where, you know, and, and to your point, Rob, it's like we're, we're getting in our own way as far as seeing the professionalization of youth sports happening where it should be, you know, yes, you want the kids to have fun, but we need to build a foundation first. And, you know, how can that be, how can that be done uh, without, you know, putting this uh, cost on, on the parents, especially in the times that we're in right now with, with a, a lot of things that are, you know, going in a, in a different direction in the country. But um, yeah, that's just how I view it. I think that, you know, the coaching versus what you pay for, and then also the understanding as a parent of where you're at and where your kid is at, at their age group and knowing that, okay, we want to be able to get the reps and the foundation in at 10, 11, and 12, but you haven't even touched the big diamond yet. So that is where the growth happens when the kids start to, um, you know, develop and start to mature and put on muscle and they can maintain their mechanics. I think that's the most important part of this kind of segment is just understanding where their son or daughter is at, where they can maintain their mechanics. Because if Kevin goes and takes, you know, 50 swings uh, in the cage, they're going to be 50 quality swings. If I go and throw, you know, 50 pitches in the bullpen, they're going to be 50 quality pitches. But if I do that at, 11 years old, I'm probably going to throw five quality pitches, but yet that bullpen is going to be 50 pitches. 
so just the understanding and the knowledge and the level of, you know, where some of the coaches, um, you know, are at knowing the kid's body is so valuable. And then, and then also for the parents to know that, you know, because we're doing, we're putting so much volume on kids that are 10, 11 and 12 that you're not going to see the effects until they're 14, 15 and 16. That's, that's what I believe. I know it was a long winded answer. Oh, but- well, Kevin, are you looking forward to your kids growing up? And so what, what, what do you got with that, Kevin? I'm confused now. I can't wait for these decisions I got to make. But no, I think uh, the, the stuff that Rich brought up is is all accurate. You know, I, I honestly can't remember back when I was 10, 11, and 12. I know I was on travel teams and all this and that. I have no idea the cost of it. Um, I don't know if it's relative to what it is today in that sense. But I think at the same time, too, you, you know, you get, um, you know, dads or parents caught up in, you know, maybe wanting their son to, you know, I, I will say the the political side of it, um, you know, and, and sports just wanting it for their son more than the, their, their or, or daughter more than their kid wants it. And I think that that kind of can uh, get in the way as well. So I think it's also understanding kind of what, what's best and what's best fit for your son. And if, you know, your son or daughter really, you know, wants to do, um, you know, all these games and this and that, and they're truly into it, you know, that, that also, you know, will, would I think be a big factor as well. Um, you know, I think it, a lot of a lot of the way things have changed now with social media and stuff. You have so many coaches and so many, you know, people that want to have their own brand or their own gadget or their own hitting contraption, throwing contraption. Or you got there's no right way to you know prepare you know for at a young age. You know, I think at that you know at least from what I remember is you know I had the same you know kind of coaches kind of coming up. Um, I went to the same hitting facility. We were at the same you know, guys that were teaching pitching and hitting and all that. Now you've got different coaches that think you should be lifting at a certain age. you got to go see this specific hitting coach at this time and this specific pitching coach. And I think it's just gotten so many, you know, people want their hands in on, uh, you know, and, and want their imprint on your career. Um, you know, I think that's gotten to that point, you know, it's you know, just from the outside looking in without having a kid that's definitely in it. But just from what I've seen on social media, just seeing all these, you know, different influencers. And I'm not saying they're, they're doing a, a bad thing. Um, it's just knowing, you know, kind of work, what works best for you, for your son or daughter and, and uh, making that decision, you know, with your family. Um, you know, I think that's how you, you know, the game's going to grow. And, and, you know, injury-wise, you, you have to really channel the, the volume of, of what's going on. You know, even at what we, what we do now in the big leagues, you know, you have days of rest. You have days that are going to be heavier than others. It's, it's not always, you know, 100% every day. And I feel like, you know, when you're younger, these kids just feel like they got to go out there and blow it out, trying to impress yeah. these coaches or whatever it is. Um, you know, and, and that's all good. You know, that's, that's all great. You want to have that. But you also got to be smart and have to have the right, you know, kind of people around you, whether it's your parents or the coaches that you trust to, you know, kind of guide you in that direction, you know. You know, to you can't perform if you're not on the field. So you, you got to be able to take care of your body and, and trust yourself and trust those around you that, you know, they're going to, have your best interest in mind and, you know, not try and just go 110% all day, every day. Um, you know, so that's kind of my take on it all. Yeah. I, well, the one thing I was going to say what Kevin uh, brought up was a, was a great point is that, you know, we're at, we're at a certain level where, you know, it's, it's win at all costs. We're at the major league level. Um, I think for parents to understand that, hey, look at 10 and 11 and 12, it, it really doesn't matter if you win and even 13, 14, 15, you know, um, and, and I understand college. I get it. I played college baseball. I know the importance of playing 
um, at that level and, and how winning is very important. Um, however, if you're playing for a plastic trophy or, you know, the, the town championship or, you know, even the state championship or whatever, it's not worth the risk of injury. It, I'm, I'm sorry. I will say that. And I will say that forever. It is not worth the risk of injury, it, understanding the volume. And, you know, I was watching uh, one of our son's games last year. Um, and I watched a kid throw 60 pitches in, in an inning, uh, during that game. And, you know, it was a kid on the other team, but I was just like, what, what's going on here? We, we have no, there are no standards. There is no, uh, accountability. It's just go ahead. We don't care how many pitches and not maybe, you know, maybe it's not that we don't care. It's just the lack of knowledge. And I think the educational part of getting coaches on board and, uh, some kind of, you you know, standards that need to be put in place will prevent some of these injuries that are occurring because now we're seeing kids that are playing on two or three teams during the summer and they go from, and they, and they're probably the best player on, you know, their teams and they go from one team, they pitch, they go to the next team. They don't say anything. They pitch that day two day, you know, or the next day. And it, it's just the compiling amount of volume that ends up creating more of these issues that we're seeing across the country. This isn't just, you know, we're, we didn't bring up this topic because it wasn't, it's not an epidemic. It's an epidemic. And I think that, um, you know, even surgeons who orthopedic surgeons across the country are seeing it and they're saying like, Hey, something needs to be done. How, I, so Kevin, how old are your kids right now? My oldest is four and I got a four and a year and a half year old. So okay. I got a few more years. Thank God. Okay. So, and, and Bryce is a, is 11. Is that right? Rich? 11. Okay. That's right. He's 11. So, my, I'm always interested in, and you, we want kids to love baseball, right? So right. from your guys' perspective, you're around it all the time. I see Bryce, you know, how much he loves being in there. He's obviously, it's taken root with him. Um, But Kevin, like when you look at your, your kid future, it's like, yeah, sure. You know, I, you love baseball, you play baseball, that's your profession. Um, And, and how much, how do you approach that with your kids? For instance, I cover baseball. My kids were never really into it because when I, I think, because when I get home, I didn't want to talk about it. Like I, I just didn't want to talk about it. And, and that's, and I'm glad, you know, it's cool. They, they found other interests. So, yeah. you know, I, I guess Kevin, like, I would ask you like, what's when, as young kids, have you ever thought about that? About like, Hey, you know, I'm a baseball player, but I don't want my kids to, to feel like they have to be defined by baseball. Yeah, 100%. No, I think that, you know, obviously my kids know, at least my oldest now, Kaysen, is understanding what I do. Um, you know, but it's not all that. I, I mean, we got him in soccer right now here at home. Uh, you know, my, my wife was a soccer player in college. So, I mean, he we're always throwing the football in the backyard. It's not like I'm always just in the backyard saying, hey, let's go hit, let's go throw, it's baseball or nothing. You know, I, I you know, I wasn't grow, I, I didn't grow up that way. I played multiple sports growing up, and I want him to, you know, obviously if he wants to, you know, do anything in sports, um, you know, I want him to be able to choose and, 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 you know, whatever one he's best at, I'll be there to help him with whatever sport that is. But I definitely don't want him to find or, or feeling like he's got to play baseball just because dad plays baseball uh, by any means. So we try and mix up the sports around the house. And, you know, he, he kind of gets fired up when uh, he'll see a highlight. He'll go through the, the, my pictures on the phone and see a highlight of a home run or something like that. Not that I've had too many. Many, but you know he gets all fired up and he's like that's awesome dad you know so it's cool to see him do that stuff but you know at the end of the day i just want him to love what he's doing and, and uh know that i you know i'll love him 
support him with whatever whatever he decides to do, whether it's athletically or, or not, you know. So, um, but thank God, you know, I mean, he does love sports and he loves just about every sport. So, uh, you know, we're outside, you know, probably 90% of the day, uh, if not more. So um, that, that part's really fun. It's fun to see him, you know, kind of pick up these different interests for sure. Yeah, and obviously, Rich, I mean, Bryce, you know, obviously loves it, and he's get to the point where he, when the kid comes in wearing his uniform all the time, you know he loves it, right? This is – Yeah. But this is and, – and that's great. I mean, that's great. But I remember talking to Bo Bichette, um, mm-hmm. whose dad obviously played, Dante. Yeah, yeah. Bo quit. I mean, Bo yeah. quit baseball. And, and he quit baseball. He started playing tennis, and then he came back to baseball. But it's – you know, this is a this is a very real. I, and I think that my perspective is that you guys have a better, maybe a better approach to it because you're saying, "Hey, sure, you know, whatever if you want." Whereas you see, and you guys probably see it, a lot of fathers and mothers and, and parents say, "Come on, you got to be a big leader. You got to be a big leader. You got to like it." Yeah. Those are the kids that get burned out, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 you know, you hear the stories over and over again, and and just like Kevin was saying, um, you know, in in Bryce's case, we, you know, he, he's the one who's pursuing uh, baseball constantly for us. He's always asking to hit more or, you know, and, I, and we're pulling him back a little bit and saying, no, it's basketball season or, you know, Hey, we're going to go and hit some golf balls or we're going to go to the driving range and, or whatever, whatever it is, just like Kevin was saying, it's like kick the soccer ball around, go across the street, uh, find other interests that are, that are uh, feasible at this age, because, you know, with the inability to be able to maintain mechanics over an extended period of time, you are going to, uh, somewhere along that journey, you are going to increase the risk of injury. Um, and it's going to happen at a young age because of the volume and, you know, the inability to hold those mechanics. Um, but, you know, that's not to take away the, this isn't to, you know, deter people from what I'm saying is to deter people from baseball. I'm saying deter you from the volume of the sport at a young age. Um, and I also believe that, you know, if you can build a solid foundation and you can build a quality work ethic, you know, also with, with the idea of understanding what it is to compete and compete correctly, um, you know, now you're starting to work in, in, in a really good, um, you know, the perimeters that are going to make so, you know, possibly you're giving yourself a better chance at having a s- successful career and a prolonged career into, yes, possibly playing professional baseball. But, you know, if we if we start thinking about looking at our kids and we're like, hey, you know, he's going to be in the big leagues and he's 10, 11 and 12, 13, 14, 15. Um, you're still talking about less than half of the percent of, of players that get to the major leagues. So just keep the perspective and focus in on the moment, right? You're focusing in on that moment with the kid. Understand that they love what they're doing on that day, and you love the process. You fall in love with the process. You don't fall in love with the, you know, with with uh, you know the end result. Um, that's that's what I would say. And no. I think that you know, again, the other side is just like not. I mean, put, put giving them all the resources that they can, and 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 pursuing something that kids love. That's that's uh, you know also extremely valuable. But yeah. again, like I said, with with volume in mind. No, it's it's a good advice. And now I'm going to do an expert segue to the the here and the now, where you know when you're a kid and you love baseball, you want to run out and as you said, you want to hit in the cage and you want to practice. So now you guys are in this world of you're waiting to find out 
you know, what team you're, you're going to play for, the offseason, the business of baseball, and and why you have to sort of like still run out into the cage and hit the ball or throw the ball. Um, I'll start with Kevin. Kevin, do you, what's that like? Is that hard? Is Think back to when you were younger, when you loved to go out and work on your game and everything else, and you didn't have to deal with this sort of waiting around for the phone call about where you're going to play or what teams are going to be interested in you. Is is it, it is it a different mindset? Is it unnerving? Is it harder to go out and work out because you have that in the back of your mind? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's weird how relaxed I am uh, right now with, with everything going on. I think it's just so um, like at peace with knowing that whatever opportunities are, are going to present themselves will present themselves. And me sitting here stressing about that or wondering when or where or having a certain number or something like that, I feel like it's just so out of my um, control. And I think over the years, I've just realized that, um, you know, just to kind of program myself that way. And honestly, I'm just trying to enjoy it because I feel like that would just take away my, my, my time with my kids and my wife and, and all of that. So my wife asked me the same thing the other day. She asked if I was nervous or felt a certain way. And I honestly, honest to God, I, I've, <laughs> I haven't really thought much about it as weird as it is until you know, there's a phone call or, or something like that to kind of mull over. Uh, I've just been kind of enjoying my time, started working out and uh, just enjoying this downtime before I'm, I mean, we know things will get hectic at some point. So, um, you know, I'm really not super stressed out about it. Maybe it's weird of me to, to be so, you know, calm, cool and collected, I guess you could say, but um, you know, me and Richie always joke we're a package deal. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see where <laughs> we end baby. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, I mean, it's 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 a package deal. We were talking before the podcast. Like, how many? Who has signed more autographs as the other person? That's... <laughs> I've gotten mistaken more for I've gotten mistaken more for Rich. I bet than Rich has gotten mistaken more for me. Uh, but it's happened numerous times. Numerous times. Everybody thinks I'm rich. I'm like, ah, nope. He's got me by 13 years. So here we go. Well, well, listen. I mean, Ryan Brazier and Stephen Voigt, Voigt had the same problem, right? So, <laughs> those two guys, if you ever match mm-hmm. them up, but it's, uh, you know, Rich, can you relate to that? I mean, that that was first of all, it's a great perspective, Kevin. Yeah, and Rich, and it probably takes some time to get there to to be able to be able, that way. Oh, I mean, that's an incredible perspective to have. That's why. You know, having friends like Kevin is uh, the reason, you know, I can pick up the phone and, and uh, get calmed down a little bit, I think. <laughs> but not to uh, – uh, no, I mean, yeah, I think it – you know, you get to a certain point in your career and in your life, you're like, all right, you know, I just have to let go and I can't – you know, it's out of my hands. And, and, you know, you can control your controllables and understand it's just, you know, like we've talked about before and focusing in on the moment and the day and the process of the off season and – okay, I'm taking care of what I need to take care of to be ready for the season. Um, so that's, you know, you do what you can do and, um, you know, whatever, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's, it's really out of our hands. Um, do you stay more motivated? Do you stay more motivated as if, if it drags on, do you stay more motivated or does it become like, oh man, I don't want to get up this morning. I don't want to throw because, you know, oh. I, I got the, all this other stuff in my head. Well, I mean, from my point is I've had, you know, uh, 
when I used to have to wait around for telegrams to come in to find out if what teams were in stress. <laughs> now with the cell phone, it's a lot easier. And then you don't have to call like a central line to say, patch me through. So, um, but uh, we, uh, yeah, I think, you know, there, of course there are days like that. I'd be lying if I said that there weren't because everybody has those. It's just, those are the days that really define what your character is and what you want to do as a player. And I think that goes for every age group uh, across the board, because, you know, it's, 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 you're going to have, yes, there are, there are, there is a big chunk of periods that you're going to run through where everything's going smoothly and everything's great. And, you know, you're healthy and you don't have any issues pop up or anything like that, but there's also going to be chunks along the way where it's like, you have roadblocks, you're going to run into a wall, you know, you're fatigued, you're injured, you have to fight through something. And those are just there to see how bad you want to continue to keep going. And I think that that's a, you know, a, another healthy perspective to have because um, there are times where you wake up and you're like, crap, I just, I don't want to, you know, I'm, t you know, whatever. I just mentioned all the, all the things that could be in the way or, nobody's called or, you know, there's very little interest or now there's, e what do you do in the opposite of that when you have like four or five teams that are interested and you have to make a decision, you know, that, that that's also um, just like you have uh, all these other kind of mindset uh, instances that could, could jump in uh, to impede your ability to compete. How do you deal you know, with, with, uh, nobody calling versus, you know, like I said, a, a, a bunch of teams calling. So being as consistent as possible and understanding that, you know, you have work to do, you have a job and, um, it's really just the fabric of who you are in anything that you're going to do will not compensate how you go about your daily business. You guys have the same agent who calls your agent more. Like that's another part of it, right? Rich, rich for sure. <laughs> yeah yeah i like that i i i yeah i give him uh i give him uh he, yeah <laughs> probably give him little heart attacks every day i'm just calling checking in well, i mean listen everyone it's hard i would imagine it's hard to like say hey, you know i need i need i need an update i need an update and you go this is the off season is short but it's long it's like it can be yeah. long you know? well just like, like we're doing right it. here i just yeah oh go ahead go ahead if, if they've got something important enough to, to share share with us, I would hope to God they would call us. So I assume that, like, hey, you know, I'll check in every once in a while. I just get, like, like, an inkling of, like, hey, anything? You know, just, like, yeah. give me, you know, yeah. a spur, like a little butterfly in my, my stomach, if you will. You know, and yeah. it's like, ah, oh, nothing. And it's like, ah, oh, you're disappointed. Or, like, hey, talk to so-and-so today. Like, oh, shoot. You know, they start looking at, air, you know, rentals and so-and-so state. And you're like, oh, this could yeah. work, you know? And it's like, uh, and it's just funny how you know, your mind can wander sometimes, but I try not to let it get there. But uh, I'm putting uh, it all yeah. into your head now. I'm, 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 I'm making you think completely <laughs> differently. But uh, well, the good news, Kevin, is that you have um, – you have uh, all that money coming in from the copyrighted "Dancing on Our Own" song that has blatantly stolen <laughs> yeah. from you. Um, so, uh, give me if you can, if you if you if uh, if you want, give me sort of like when you're watching that unfold in another team because you're like you're the godfather of that song. That was your thing. Yeah, me, it was. It was. Go ahead. It was weird. It was just weird. Uh, and I talked to Kyle a lot, you know, as, as it kind of started coming about when their first celebration of that song, I texted Kyle, I was like, buddy, what, like, what the hell's going on here? You know, like, we just were doing this a year ago. And he could tell you, I feel bad. I played it for the guys early on in the year. They, they obviously loved it. And it's kind of stuck in the playlist. And, 
you know, and I mean, I can't get mad about it. The song is, is very good. It's and obviously, a banger. It's a banger. Um, it's a great song. More frustrated. I was, yeah, a great song. I think I was more frustrated that like it wasn't like it wasn't like it was three years ago that we did it with the socks. It was like literally just the year before, and nobody seemed to pick up on that. That was more frustrating. <laughs> like, hey, literally just last year at the same exact time, we were doing the same exact thing, and nobody seemed to pick up on that. So I think that that was the most kind of like. Is nobody paying attention? Like here, like, like oh, there's Philly, the Phillies theme song of the year. I'm like, literally, we did the same thing last year, doing like the same celebration with popping bottles yeah. and everything. But, like it's just kind of, I'm like, is this going over everybody's head, or is it just me and the guys that were there, or anybody that you know followed last year just seemed to have been like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm like, all right, well, um, I got the underlying story if anybody wants to know. So I guess my, my joke with everybody was like, uh, you know, I got Philly, you know, I got Philly in my hands too. And, and nobody really knows about it, but uh, it, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, it was funny to, to hear that song being blasted throughout the, the stadium. And I had, I had Vasquez texting me after, you know, one of the games they won there. Like, it's like, Paul, they're playing your song throughout the whole stadium. I'm like, I know, bro. I know, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, it's just, uh, it was funny. I had more people texting me after, you know, Philly's win. Yeah, uh, you know, than I ever before, you know, just saying like, what the heck's going on? And I'm like, I don't have an answer for you, you know? So I'm just kind of writing, <laughs> writing it out just like everybody else. Uh, you, you, know, know. Uh, you know what would have been great if Vasquez got the boom box out and walked, did the judge thing walking by the locker room playing it? <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it's all good. I see. It's hard for me to get too upset because Schorber's my guy, too. I love him to death. So Did he really feel bad? Did he feel bad about it? He... He felt bad. He felt bad. I, I think there was a genuine, like, you know, but it, it, at the same time, it was kind of out of his hands. Like, it, it was kind of started, and, um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I love Kyle way too much to get too upset about it, so that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> in, in the words yeah. of Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting, the music just owned me. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, hey, hey guys, listen, I, I I'm sincerely mean this, is that a lot of one of the reasons we do this is I think that a lot of parents and 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 coaches and kids, you know, this is sort of what we want to get across is your guys' perspective, and and I appreciate yeah. you taking the time to do it. I really do. Um, yeah, I, th- I got one one final thing yeah, is just sure. I just want to say for the parents and everything is just you know I I you always hear like oh you got time you get time and I'm I'm a big I'm a believer of that at a younger age, and as you as you get into you know, the end of your college career and going into pro ball and or your end of your high school career as you're going into pro ball, you know, that the urgency at that point is much more relevant than it is at 10, 11 and 12. Um, So I I just want to point that out at the end that, you know, hey, take a deep breath. Kids are going to be all right. You know, there's there's no rush to get them into, uh, you know, this professionalization of of, uh, youth sports um, so early. Yeah, easier said than done. It's, it's forget about 11, yeah. 12. I mean, it's five, six, and seven year old. So, but, um, yeah. But hey, guys, uh, I hope you have, uh, your heart rate stays low and, uh, and everything's good <laughs> this off season. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank I appreciate you. Appreciate you having us on. Thank you. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I, uh, I look over at my dad, and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. 
two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.